welcome back to Be In The Know, precision risk management's podcast for all things crop insurance and the ag news you need to protect your operation. I'm Ryan Jones, your host. A new crop year brings more choices for your crop insurance. In today's episode, we look forward and discuss the new PACE product for split nitrogen. We'll also look back at last year's new product called ECO. Are any of these good options for farmers in 2022? To help me find some answers, I have Precision Risk Management's Jimmy Huddle with me. Jimmy, thanks for coming on today's show. Yeah, you bet, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Now, are you excited for any of these new options for growers? Yeah, definitely. We've got some new options this year, and we've got some some new things to reevaluate. With the new year comes new challenges, and we always want to make sure we're fitting these options to a grower's uh, risk management strategy. Absolutely. So to start the show, we're going to begin with post-application coverage endorsement, otherwise known, probably you will only ever hear it known as PACE. And as the name suggests in that endorsement part, this is an endorsement policy to go along with your normal crop insurance policy called multi-peril. It protects farmers who want to use split nitrogen process. Now, Jimmy, I think that's a really good place to jump in for you. Can you just start off with first, before we even begin to understand the insurance product, the insurance product, can you just tell us what is split nitrogen? Yeah, yeah, no problem, Ryan. So split nitrogen, what it is, is it's a practice that you put down um, a pre-application of nitrogen. So this would be um, pre-planting. Um, and then what you do is you put down a post-application. So this would be after emergence. Uh, when the plant is in stages V3 to V10 for corn. And, you know, really what split nitrogen does is it provides benefits to the grower, such as reduced cost, uh, reduces runoff and leaching of nitrogen. So really what you do is you're, you're spoon feeding the plant at the time it needs the nitrogen with that post application. All right, great. And I know that the USDA is really pushing it for conservation efforts as well. So for those farmers who want to do the split nitrogen, how does PACE help? Yeah, PACE, what PACE does is it really takes the risk away from the farmer. So when you look at split nitrogen, some of the downfall to it um, is you're unprotected if you don't get that sep- second application on. So what this endorsement does is it protects against the peril of uh, weather conditions for not being able to get that second application on. And obviously, if you don't get that second application on, it decreases the yield. So several of growers that have been surveyed on split nitrogen application say one of the reasons why they're hesitant to do it is because there's no protection um, for that risk of not getting that second application on. So this is where PACE really steps in to to pick up the pieces of that. Now, I think it's really important that you said that PACE is there to protect against weather-related incidences. What if a farmer can't get nitrogen because of supply issues? Yeah, that, that seems to be a, a great uh, great point, Ryan, and that's definitely at the, the top of conversation lately. So with PACE, all it's doing is it's protecting against weather events. Specifically, what you're going to look at is, is wet weather conditions um, that prevent you from getting into the field. All right. Well, I'm sure that some people would like to have coverage on the supply side of things, too. But unfortunately, (laughs) PACE does not cover that. Correct. Now, to lay down a couple of the basics of the PACE product, it is only for corn. So you're not going to get any coverage options for PACE if you're uh, putting down soybean or spring weeds or cotton or anything like that. It's for corn only. 
and you can choose your coverage level from 70% up to 90%. And that's going to change how all the numbers run and also your premium and your potential loss payments. And you must purchase it by 315, the sales close date, along with your MPCI policy, your regular crop insurance policy. Now that we have the basics, uh, Jimmy, what does the cost look like? And is it really worth the loss situation? Yeah, cost structure is a, is a good question, Ryan. I think a lot of growers look at that to see if it fits into their operation. Um, the one thing before we jump into that, you know, PACE, what it, what, it, what it's really doing is protecting against not getting that second application on. So what we've got is this is a good fit for people already doing split nitrogen application. And this is also a good fit for people that have been looking into the practice, but have been a little bit hesitant about it because they're not protected from getting that second application on. So we modeled uh, a county in South Dakota, Lincoln County in South Dakota, to kind of dig in and see what the premiums are. Now we looked at the very high end of it. So this would be putting on a 20% pre-application and an 80% post-application. The reason why we modeled it this way is because the higher the post application, the higher the premium and the higher potential indemnity can be. Um, and we modeled this to see what the top end of premiums were. So in this county in South Dakota, we were looking at a total of $2.90 per acre on average. And an indemnity, you know, if that 80% post application was not able to be applied, it would indemnify at $132 per acre. So definitely protects, you know, some of the concerns of the growers that we have out there when we've talked about the split nitrogen application. Mm. Now that's a big spread between premium and indemnity. Oh yeah, you're seeing you're seeing a, a great spread between premium and indemnity. Pretty much we usually say, you know, when you're looking at insurance products, you know, 10 to 1 is, is usually the realm you want to see stuff sit in. Uh, this definitely sits higher, 10 to 1. Uh, the, the indemnity uh, is definitely higher than the premium. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a really interesting type of coverage for growers. Is it available to everyone? You know, that's a good question, Ryan. This is a pilot program. And so first year it's launching. Um, and typically what we see with pilot programs is you're going to see select states. So this this program pace, we're seeing it in 11 states um, and select counties across those 11 states. Mm -hmm. Well, if you as the listener want to get a full list of those counties and states, it actually is available on our website, precisionriskmanagement.com. And if you have any questions about it, you can talk to Jimmy and any other uh, risk management advisor and you can contact them through that website. Let's shift gears and talk about Enhanced Coverage Option, or ECO. This was pushed really hard last year. And now that the industry and PRM specifically has had some time to look at it, let's really dive into it, Jimmy. Before we jump into what you and the PRM team found, can you give us the basics of ECO for some context? Yeah, definitely. So ECO was launched last year, like you said, Ryan. So this would be its second year in inception. What ECO does is it's, it's covering the top end of your crop insurance deductible. So it's covering from 86% to either 90 or 95 percent so you're you're covering the top end um, the likelihood that it'll indemnify is is greater than it's going to be with 
any of the FSA programs or MPCI doesn't cover up to this level either. Your, your standard revenue protection, yield protection won't hit these levels. Mm. So it's t- like the top tier of coverage you can get. Yep, correct. All right. Now, uh, ECO is pretty complicated, but there are some key metrics that go into the policy. What should the grower be paying the most attention to when deciding about ECO? Yeah, ECO, what, what you really want to pay attention to, ECO is a, is a county-based program. So it's going to be an, an area plan, I guess, is the best way to refer to that. So it's going to go off of county yields, um, and it's going to play a, a big role with projected price and harvest price. So those are two things you definitely want to look at. If you're interested in this product, the first place I would dig in, and we can provide this information, is looking at you know, historical county yields, say even over the last five years. You want to have a good feeling of where your county's been coming in over the last five years to what the expected county yield is for ECO this year. The other thing to pay attention to is is price. Price plays a big factor in this. I think ECO has become popular over the last two years because a drop in price, you know, could yield large indemnities. Mm-hmm. Now, with price being high, that also comes with a high premium cost. And you actually did an analysis with the PRM team of what it would take for an ECO policy to cause a lost payment. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, so what we did is uh, Texas just literally closed on 131 was their sales closing date. So we took their projected price of corn um, to kind of get an accurate starting point. That was $5.38. So what we did is we yielded this, or we looked at this in a county in South Dakota. Again, Minnehaha was a county. And we just put it down to see, you know, what would have to happen. And there's there's several moving parts in this ECO policy that work together. But what we did is we singled out and looked at price by itself and we looked at yield by itself, you know, to give the grower a good feel of what would have to happen in order to trigger an indemnity. So on the price side of it, 538 was what we modeled for projected price. In order for an indemnity to trigger, the price would have to drop to $5.11. All right, and then when we're looking at yield, the yield would have to drop. Um, The expected yield we've got is 184.7. To trigger an indemnity, the yield would have to drop 9.2 bushels by itself to trigger an indemnity. Now, Ryan, these two work together. We singled them out for this to kind of highlight and show how some of those things work. But these two can interact together. You can have a dip in price and and a dip in yield to trigger an indemnity too. Lastly, the one thing I want to point out to pay close attention to is the premium on this. You know, these these drops we talked about were pretty much break-evens or where an indemnity starts to trigger. In this example, the premium was $34.31. So if you're looking at this product as a grower, you know, take a look and see, you know, what it fully needs to drop to restore that premium. I think that's a, a key portion to it as well. Mm. And that gives it a lot b- better context uh, that it needs to drop significantly to cover those premium costs. So if if that is the case, why would a grower want to buy this ECO product if it's going to come with a high premium? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. We've seen a lot of interest in this product. I think there's several different ways you look at it. Um, I think as a as a grower, don't get enamored by 
you know, flashy indemnities, you know, take a look at what you think the market's going to do. Um, do you feel that, you know, a drop in price is, is likely? Um, if so, how far do you think it's going to drop? Um, let's sit down and model that out and see what it looks like for you. Um, or are you plugged into what the county is doing for yields? Do you feel, you know, the expected county yield is, is way higher considering, you know, the conditions over the last couple of years in your county and the, the performance that the county's put up? Those are, those are two key points right there. Um, the other thing, too, is, you know, a lot of times you can use some of these products within your, within your marketing plan. And we have some people that do do that. So that's one option to look at it, too. The last thing I want to leave you with on that, Ryan, is, you know, as a grower, just make sure you're comfortable with the premium and you're, you're fully using it as a risk management tool would be my advice. Mm -hmm. And not trying to buy a lottery ticket. Correct. I mean, like I said, don't chase, don't chase the indemnity. Make sure it fits your operation. Uh, make sure it's in sync. All right. Great. Now, uh, if ECO turns out to be not right for a particular grower, are there any alternatives to ECO? Yeah, if you go below ECO, you've got SCO as well. Um, SCO will, you know, work pretty much the same way ECO does. The only difference is SCO is covering a lower band um, from where your MPCI policy is at up to 86%. So say, for example, Ryan, you've got 75% um, revenue protection on your crop insurance. Um, if you take SEO, it's going to cover from 76% up to 86%. So that's one option as well. Um, the other option out there is um, everyone's probably well aware in FSAs, you know, trying to put all this together is your FSA elections for ARC or PLC. I mean, those are coverage bands as well. Wow. Okay. So growers have a lot of options and all these options and products and programs, they all interact with each other. And that's why PRM is here. We arm you with the knowledge to help you make the best decisions for your operation. And a risk management advisor can take a deep dive into your operation to see what combination of products and programs are ideal for you and your operation. Well, Jimmy, thank you very much for being with us today. You bet. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Thank you. And up on our website, you can read the full analysis of ECO. It really starts to dig down into those numbers that Jimmy was talking about, and you can get a good idea of the full picture of ECO. Now, that's all we're going to have today for Be In The Know, a podcast by Precision Risk Management. Have a great day, everyone, and spring is right around the corner.